Clap your hands, everybody. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is the Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. This is the Voice of Dominion broadcast. My sister is giggling over here, making me laugh. Anyway, it's good to laugh. Um, we're going to open up today in Ephesians chapter 1. That's where we started last week, and we're going to skip through this. This is a brief review, okay, of where you were at, where we were at last week. It says here, um, I'm going to do the review, and then I'll, I'm going to let her take it over. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. So we talked about you have to be inside God's will. He, apostles are not self-made men. They're, apostles must have 20 years of certified sealed service before they can operate in that. Okay. And what is, what is an apostle? Apostle is a foundation layer and a trailblazer. And the trailblazer, especially in this religious landscape that we live in with all this stuff that you can't find in the Bible, and the, and the word has got tangled up and twisted up with all this religion and all this stuff and has made the word of God none effect, okay? To the saints which are at Ephesus. Now, this is a review. Go back and get last week's show. You can get it on anchor.fm uh, slash Voice of Dominion, okay? You can go to Spotify and you can pull up uh, Apostle Chris Ward, Voice of Dominion. You can go to Apple or you can go to um, Pandora. All we're on all of this podcast, this radio show is on all those. Please, and you can visit us at 9815 South Vermont Avenue, the Do Right Christian Church, every Saturday at 8:30. Well, somebody said, "Why on Saturday?" Because guess what? It's a day when we sneak up on that devil, and a lot of times on Sundays, I have engagements where I'm engaging people and teaching around the world. Just came back from I drove to Dayton, Ohio, and came back. He says here. There's three things that Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, one, he has assumed his God-given position and his ministry because it's the will of God. You need to do that. Two, to the saints which are at Ephesus, you need to get saved. Okay? You need to get saved. You need to receive Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, and you're going to get a chance to do that in just a few minutes. And then three here, watch this. And to the faithful in Christ Jesus. And there's a conjunction. So he's talking to the general church at Ephesus. He's talking to the people who have been saved. And then he added those who are most faithful. Okay. Let's go to Jude. Jude chapter one. Thank you, Jesus. We just going on. Um, this is a review. We're going back to where we was at last week now. So let's not. Uh, uh, and we want to pick it up in verse what? What verse we want to pick it up at? Jude 1. Yeah. Jude, we just read that, building up your faith, building up your most holy faith. Okay. Uh, but beloved, verse 17, read that for me. Down to 20. But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
how that there's the apostles setting the trailblazer and building foundation. How that he they told you there should be mockers in the last time. Boy, are we living in the last times? Who should walk after their own ungodly lust? They carnal. We have the saints, and then we have the faithful. Okay, if you're gonna be faithful, you cannot be a carnal Christian. Your your life cannot be dominated by the exterior realm of the world or your body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Is these be they who separate themselves central, not having the spirit, not being filled with the spirit. He says here, but ye beloved building your building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy spirit. So that's where we at right now. I'm going to let my partner take it, take it over. We're in uh, Luke chapter nine. Luke 11. Luke 11. Go ahead, girl. Who said I could, I was always right? <laughs> Help me. Luke 11. Luke 11. Okay. And what verse are we picking it up? We're going to go through this real quick, and then we're going to get to some, some other scriptures. Uh, Luke 11, verse 9 through 13. Okay, go ahead. It says... Uh, and I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asks receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread for any of you, that is a father, will he give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will he give him uh, a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, we offer him a scorpion. If ye then evil know, <clears throat> know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? Keep going. Now talk it. about that. Elaborate on it. Um, so basically what we're talking about is being filled with the Holy Spirit. A lot of people have uh, misconceived ideas about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, they don't think they, they, a lot of people haven't even heard about it. And then the ones that have heard about it, they think only certain religions, only certain people, certain offices in the church can speak in tongues. But this right here, there's several verses in the Bible where God shows you that it's a gift from him. So if it's a gift, what do you do? You just reach out and you take it. So that's what you do. So it's just letting you know that it is a free gift from God. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to do nothing special for it. You just receive it by faith. Mm-hmm. And the other scripture is going to be 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2 and 4. Verse 2, 1 Corinthians 14, uh, verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, not speaketh to men, but unto God, for no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Verse 4. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. So it's letting you know that um, when you're speaking, it's not going to be a language that you know. It's going to be a language that the Holy Spirit and God knows. And you, it's like when you're Talking to someone, you want to talk to God. It's like you're picking up the phone and you're talking directly to God. You don't know what you're saying. And 
The devil doesn't know what you're saying. So that's one reason why you should learn how to speak in tongues. And when you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit is ordering your day for you. And then you pray for and then you don't know, but the Holy Spirit may be having you pray for someone. You could be praying for someone in Germany. You could be praying for a family member because you're not speaking, you're not speaking to understanding, you're speaking the gift of tongues. And like I said, it's great to speak in tongues because when you pray in tongues, the devil cannot interfere with your prayers. And the other one, we did that already, which was Acts 1 8. No, go ahead and talk about that one. Okay. What, which one? Acts 1 8. Okay, we got to go to Acts 1 8. That's the reason for it. Acts 1 8. Acts 1 verse 8 it says, But ye shall see, receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witness unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. So when you are filled with the Spirit and you pray in the Spirit on a regular basis, you have boldness to do the things that God wants you to do. You have... Um, you have you have boldness, you know, to do what God wants you to do because you may see someone in a supermarket and you have that tugging on your heart and you know you should go over there and say something to that person, but you let every, your mind get cluttered up because the devil will say, don't go over there. They're not, they, you know, not going to receive you and or fear will come on you. But when you pray in the Spirit on a daily basis, you have the boldness and the power to go on over there and just say hello to that person or you can just talk to that person, say something nice. Sometimes you don't have to pray for the person. It's just an encouraging word. But nine times out of ten, when you approach that person and you ask them, can I pray for you? They say yes, because they are in deep pain. So when you pray, when you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, you have the power to do the things that you wouldn't want to do. You have the power of, of uh, Jesus Christ manifested in your life. Okay, so walk them through that process right now. Go ahead and just lead them just the way you would if you met them in the street or in a ministry situation, a person. Basically, what it is in a ministry situation, you'd be really off to yourself, okay? If, even if you're in the street, you'd be off to yourself and pray for the person. You just ask them, would you, would you like to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit? But first, you must lead them to Christ if they, if they have not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And then once you lead them to Christ, you can ask them, would you like to be filled with power of the Holy Spirit overflowing? And a lot of people may not know what you're talking about. And then other people may say, yeah. And then once you do that, you just lead them in a prayer. And after you lead them in a prayer, you um, you have to, um, I don't know the word for it. You lead them in a prayer. And then a lot of people, once you lead them in a prayer, they just automatically start speaking in tongues. People that kind of like are holding back or letting their brain um, confuse them and saying, this ain't right. I can't do this. I can't do this. You have to give them and teach them how to do it. And basically what that is, you say a prayer. The prayer is you ask, you, you, excuse me, you have given the word of God shows you that it's, from him, it's a gift that you didn't. You didn't just make this up, okay? So we go like this, uh, dear God. I believe your word. Um, I ask right now for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You said, out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. Holy Spirit, 
I come to you and I surrender completely unto you. I surrender my mind, my will, my tongue unto you. I ask right now that you fill me with your power overflowing. I step out on faith and I receive right now the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then you would just um, lead them in. The, they would just start speaking in tongues. Now, that's one way, and my my way was different. Okay, my and, way was different too. But we, as ministers, we try to find a place, bring the person to a place where we one we get them to ask, and then we get them to believe they receive it, and then we lead them into a place where they have the opportunity to be filled with the spirit. I want to go to Acts chapter 10 here. Okay. Because in Acts chapter two, 10 and 19, you will see, um, the apostle. Okay. It says here, I want to, let's see, what do I want to pick this up at? Uh, 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 okay. So you see the first, the first occasion, let's go back to verse one so we can set the, Backdrop here. In Acts chapter 10, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. So he was he was not a Jew, and it doesn't make any difference what so-called religion or race or creed or color or how old you are. If you ask the Holy Spirit and you believe you receive it by faith, okay, he will be present and he will come forth. That's what the word receive means. Excuse me. It says a devout man and one that feared God with his all heart, with his with all his house. That's all you need to do is just fear God. I mean, have reverential respect that if God said, if you ask in Luke chapter eleven, okay, we saw it was the verse nine, Luke chapter nine, Luke eleven, Luke eleven, nine through thirteen, nine through thirteen. He said, if you ask, he would give it to you. You just have to be a devout person. One that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. Here is a devout man. He was a giver to the church. He was not a Jew. He was not a Sadducees or a Pharisees. Okay, he was a he was a he was a non-Jewish believer. So that crosses all religious lines. There that breaks down religion. It says that he was a devout man. God gave him a vision in vision three. Now, what I want you to do, they sent for Peter that they may hear the words that he had to say. And read uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 34, because I want you to see Acts 2, 10 and 19 are occasions when, and I, and I like this, I like Acts, Acts chapter 10, especially because he's not Jewish. This man is not religious. This man is just devout. He just loves God and has uh, acts that people around that the Jews knew that he was a God lover. Could he go into the temple with them? Probably not. But he gave money to the temple. I can show it in the book. He didn't worship with them. He worshiped in the sanctity of his own house with his family and friends. But guess what? This is the first non-Jewish church in creation right here. This Bible says he was an Italian man of the band of Italians. So he didn't he didn't have Jewish tradition that had to be thrown out and had to go on. Because you don't see none of the Sadducees and Pharisees getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay. 
This was gift was given to the Gentiles. This gift was given to people who were not bogged down in all the religious dogma and and a bunch of asthmatic preaching and, and a bunch of very emotional sin and the, the regimen and all that. Okay. Let's go to uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, and let's pick this story up. So, yeah, let me just give you, because it's, it's a big jump to go from uh, verse 3 all the way down to 38. So, Peter had, uh, uh, Cornelius sent somebody to meet Peter, to go get Peter, because they wanted to hear from the apostle, just like you hearing from the apostle, okay? Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, Peter was hungry, but he had this vision that he was eating with Gentiles. And just about the time he got came out the vision, Cornelius' people was knocking at his door. They knew where he lived. Just like I had somebody tell me, yeah, you live over there. Mm -hmm. People know where I live. Praise the Lord. They should. I am the man of God. Amen. And about that time, he answers the door. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I don't know. Uh, read verse 30. We just, I'm going to let you read on down. We got a little bit of time. We Bible studying today. Okay. Acts 10, verse 30. And Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. And he said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thy alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. That money you gave to the Lord, God is always watching your money. He's watching what you do with it. Go ahead. Send therefore to Joppa and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon, a tanner by the sea, who, mm -hmm. who when he cometh shall speak unto thee. Okay, it, so they wanted the real word of God. They didn't go to no Sadducees, no Pharisee. No, no saint that wasn't faithful. They wanted faithful men who had validatable signs, miracles, and wonders. Okay, Peter had a reputation of having a big mouth, but he also had a reputation of what? Having some power and some demonstration, and they wanted to go. Matter of fact, Peter was the chief uh, pre-ascension leader of the new church. Peter was always in the middle Peter, James, and John, they were there, but Peter was the man. Okay, go ahead. Verse 33. Immediately, therefore, I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now, therefore, are we all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. It's a, a, a scripture number every okay. so often. Verse 37. Mm -hmm. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Ooh, for that's God, good right there. For God was with him. That's one of my meditation scripts, and I put my name in there, how, how God anointed Chris Ward 
of Los Angeles with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with Chris Ward. Thank you, Jesus. That's a meditation scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'll knock you so your socks will start jumping up and down after a while. You just keep meditating that one. And as that thing begins to take place, that's how you redo your mind and open up your spirit so that the Holy Spirit can refill you, but then also use you with signs, miracles, and wonders. Go ahead. Verse verse 39. And we are witness of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. 40. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly. Not all the people, but an unto witness chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. 42. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. 45. And to him gave all the prophets witness that through the... Wait a minute, you skipped from 42 to 45? 43. Okay, 43. Okay, 43. Okay. And to him gave all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all of them which heard the word. And they and they of the circumcised which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. He reversed 40, 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then they answered Peter, can any man forbid water that he should not be baptized, which he received the Holy ghost as well as we. And he commanded 48. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed that they to tarry certain days. Okay. Now watch this. Now certain religious tradition would tell you, you got to get baptized and this kind of got, got, goes goes away from that. Had they received Jesus Christ as Lord at that time, I would think so. The Bible says he was a devout man. He started giving his money to, to build the temple and to maintain the temple. But it says here, it says, and they of circum- circumcisions which believe, I mean, verse 45, was verse 44, while Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all them which heard the word. So this is this is the, the apostles' way, and I've had this happen. Uh, me and my sister were out on the corner of Crenshaw and Manchester, and this lady was there, and she had, it was a young girl, okay, and she was had been cast out. Her grandma had put her out in the middle of the street. She was in dire situations, and we ministered to her. And I watched, I laid my hands on her. And as I began to preach to her, we watched her get filled with the spirit. We didn't have to lead her and go to, uh, go to Acts and go to all that. She was desperate for the Lord. And the apostle was on the scene. And I said, God will fill you with the spirit. And I laid my hands on it. And it says, and it says, uh, that's one way of doing it. But it says here. And while Peter yet spake the words, spake the words. And I pray right now, in the name of Jesus, where you sit, as I speak these words of God from the Bible, that you be filled with the Spirit to overflowing. That you begin to 
flow and praying in the, in the Holy Ghost right now in Jesus' name. That not another day in your life goes by that you don't speak in tongues and spend sanctified prayer time. And while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on, on all them which heard the word. So everybody out there, this is Apostle Chris Ward. I say be filled with the Spirit now in the name of Jesus. Be filled. I, whoa, hallelujah. Let it go. I hear you. I hear you out there. I hear you praying in the Spirit. Newly filled Christians, newly filled black people, newly filled white people, newly filled Asian people, newly filled Indians. Oh, you had another tongue, but guess what? God gave you the other tongue. Thank you, Lord. I hear you praying. Turn that tongue loose. Stop praying loud, louder, louder. Let the, let the heavens hear you. And the angels of God may visit you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm gonna turn it over to you because I'm full and I can't do that. Talk to the people about, 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 about 2 Corinthians 4. Go ahead. 2 Corinthians 4, the other scripture that you had. I've, I'm done with all the scriptures. Go back to 2 Corinthians 4. 14. 2 Corinthians 14. 14, yes. 2 Corinthians. And explain to them. Peter didn't have to do no explaining. They just wanted what God, they wanted all God had. And that's how I got filled. I heard somebody like similar to me ministering on being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I said, look, Lord, if you got something more that I need to have more of you, because right now I'm desperate. I was desperate like the little girl on the corner who got filled with the Spirit. I need it. And I'm telling you, the whole, while, while I yet spoke them words, not even being an apostle, just a desperate man trying to get more of God, the Holy Spirit fell on me. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, go ahead. As First Corinthians, excuse me, fourteen two and four. Um, for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not to men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit the Spirit speaketh mysteries. Okay, stop right there. You're going too fast now. So, what has just happened to you? What had happened was God has given you His mysterious prayer language. You don't have to understand it. It's going to be unintelligible to you at the beginning. And sometimes the gifts of the spirit, as you become mature, as you become faithful, not just a saint who just got filled with the spirit, God will begin to show you stuff. You're praying in his intelligence, in his omnipotence, in his omniscience. You're praying in the Holy Spirit. You might be praying for me one day. You might be praying for your mama one day. You might be praying for the money that you're going to need next year. See, God knows everything, and we are checker pieces on the board. And when we pray in the spirit, he begins, to, the Bible says, the steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered of the Lord. He begins to order our steps as we, are, as we give ourselves to pray in the spirit. I set my timer on my phone every morning for one hour, I sit and I pray in the spirit. Sometimes it's energized, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it seems like work. And you know, there was an old picture you used to see. You see, um, you see people walking in the sand, and when they first started, it was it was two sets of footprints. And in other words, God was with me because I see His footprints. And and then he, you walk a little farther, and then the, the other set of footprints leave. And guess what? So the person is under the, the, the deception that God isn't there. 
You don't always have to have a goose pimply experience to pray in the spirit. You need to be disciplined. I set my timer every day. I don't care what my schedule is. And I have a cup of coffee and I'm praying in the spirit. And a lot of times when I'm praying and or even later in the day and I start meditating scripture, the spirit of God comes all over me. He doesn't pour itself out on me all the time right when I start praying in the spirit every day. Sometimes I don't want to pray in the spirit, but I take control over this flesh and this carnal mind that's trying to come back. And I pray in the spirit and it has benefited me. And I, I'll be so bold as to say and Holy Spirit, you would know. I can't even remember the last day that I didn't. I I did not pray in, in other tongues. People wake up and they go into all these businesses and all this stuff and go to church and they ain't not never prayed in the spirit the whole day. How are you gonna officiate a church service without the Holy Spirit's wisdom operating in you? This is Apostle Prophet Chris Ward. If you have never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you want to be filled with the Spirit. First of all. Let me get my contact information. Four, you can call me at 424-261-3208. You can email me at, you can also text me on that number, 424-261-3208. But better yet, come and see me at 9815 South Vermont Avenue, the Durack Christian Church, Los Angeles, California, 90044. Every Saturday morning at 930. Come and see me. And after the service, after we drop this word on you like it's hot, Guess what? We'll lay hands on you. The, prop, the apostle and prophet will be there, and you will be filled with the Spirit to overflow. You will be filled with the Spirit, my brothers and sisters. Come and see for yourself. Come and see. Watch the fire burn, and the fire will be upon you. Uh, we love you with the love of the Lord. This is the apostle and prophet Chris Ward. Send us a donation at gamn.life.